0: got me. Baby, I got you Baby.
1: I got you babe. I got you babe. Hello, this is Randy Moon and welcome to the Holiday Moons podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year round. Today, I will be talking about Candlemas to Groundhog Day.
2: This is Beth, and I will be talking about some different ways you might be able to celebrate Groundhog Day, as well as a special quiz. Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, no. And this is Sydney, and
0: I will be talking about different Valentine's Day bucket list ideas.
1: And Cole is not with us today. He was uh, off having too much fun late at night last night, so he also has a big playoff day today. His team plays at 1.00. If they um, win, then they keep going in the playoffs, and if they lose, they're out. My team plays tonight as well. So um, I know Cole talked about the playoffs last week, so today's a big day for both of our teams. Uh, We also have a number of other activities, holiday happenings from this past week. We did go yesterday, Sydney, uh, Beth and I, to look for apartments for Sydney.
0: Yes, I had been doing a lot of research on what apartments I wanted to visit. So we visited um, two apartment complexes. The second apartment complex was more to my liking, based on security and different perks that came with it, um, as well as, you know, how it looked and, and such. So that was a lot of fun. And we got to visit Cole and his girlfriend.
1: And his girlfriend's cat.
0: And his girlfriend's cat. Izzy, which,
1: shout out to Izzy.
0: Yes. <laughs> We've been wanting to meet with her. She's super cute, super laid back. Never met a cat who's as laid back as her. Oh so my goodness. It that, was crazy. That was so fun.
2: And she's Siamese. Yeah. I've never known Siamese casts could be chill. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So, that was very fun. And doing that in a... You know, we did that with Cole last year when he was looking for a place in town here during COVID times. You know, had to do the whole move and everything. So, now we're doing it again with you.
2: That's
1: right. (laughs) Not the normal way to, like, look for apartments. And it's just not as free as far as your ability to go see, see places, get into places. So a little more planning and appointment making. Mm-hmm. Also lots of, you know, you do self-guided tours instead of them kind of walking you around and things like that. Which yeah. was actually nice.
2: It is it nice. I kind of like that because mm-hmm. you don't have somebody gauging how you're responding to their yeah. spiel. Nobody's hovering. Right. Which was nice. And each apartment complex did it a little differently. The first one, the
0: person met us outside. We all wore masks. But we weren't allowed in the building. Then we went off to our self-tour. In the second apartment complex, we also all wore masks. But then we went in. It was beautiful inside and warm, which was important.
2: It <laughs> <laughs> It was such a cold yeah. day.
0: And they had a little kit that actually had masks in it yeah. for people who, say, might not have a mask or whatever. Right. Um, so, yeah. And then we went off on our self-tour.
2: So, yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. And they had like little individually wrapped candies mm-hmm. and yeah little water bottles like they, it was really nice in there yeah hand
0: sanitizer around yeah they also provided a lot of virtual tours which was an option I wanted to see things in person right but um, and it did make a difference it you stayed in did. person yes it did but a lot of apartments now do have those virtual tours which is interesting yeah
2: it's a good start yeah.
1: Right, so that was very fun to do yesterday. We also got to eat at Uncle Julio's, which was fun. We always like to do that as well, which is a Mexican place. There's several of them in the area nearby. This coming week, uh, we will continue to take down our Christmas things. Like I mentioned last time, we have our winter things up, but a number of our trees are still up and some other things. So I'll be taking that down. Our tree...
2: Some down. I mean,
1: not (laughs) Our live tree is still taking some water.
2: And it smells so good. And it
1: smells so good. But I think it's time to take it down, which is sad.
2: But the artificial ones don't need to come down yet.
1: No. And nobody's coming okay. into our house, so what's the matter?
2: Right. We can leave it up as long as we <laughs> the want. The
1: other thing I was thinking is, that, you know, eventually we're going to have, like, Valentine's Day stuff up. We're going to have, um, we don't really have Groundhog Day we have a uh, while. decorations. <laughs> 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 but we'll, we'll have that mix and mingle, right? That's right. Uh, we'll have a little of For long while. Easter stuff, so. This coming week, we have some activities as well. Beth's going to go to a fun Lunch with a friend.
2: That's right. For Christmas, a friend of mine gave me a date with her to the tea cart, which is Sydney and I have been there a number of times. So it's like a little
0: restaurant. You go in and you're seated. Well, we typically reserve a space beforehand. Which she did. You have to have a reservation. Yes. And they have this little menu that you can choose, like different different levels of Different right. pastries or sandwiches, finger right. sandwiches, and you have all kinds of
2: tea choices as well. That's right. So you can choose just to have tea, right? Or you can have tea and some pastries, or you can have tea and sandwiches. Right. or It comes I mean, in
0: like layered trays. Laird, that's right. Laird, yeah. Tiered tray. Yeah. tray. Yeah.
2: And it's really fun. So so Trish contacted me. My friend Trish contacted me and said the only thing available there is a frozen theme. Like so, the Disney. regular menu was not available.
1: The Disney frozen theme? No. Oh, just frozen in general? I just, thought it was frozen. No. Oh, see, Disney. I didn't
2: realize that either. No, it just says frozen. Oh, that's fun. That so, so fun. it could just be a winter theme. We mm-hmm. don't know. Oh. But whatever it is, I'm like, Okay, sounds fun. I'm game. Yeah. So, whatever it is, so we're excited to go to that this week. Yeah. We don't know what it's going to be like, but mm-hmm. we can let you know next week. And it's super
0: cute. It has all kinds of... Um, really cute. ...tea around, different teacups, different
2: china, yes. tea. Yes, pots, yes mm-hmm. all kinds of... Hats, tea hats. That's right. But That's we great. don't usually wear those. <laughs> yeah. Especially in COVID times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: We also mentioned before, I guess for parents slash grandparents that we were going to give for them for Christmas... We weren't able to give to them yet. So we are planning and hoping to go up to see Beth's mom and nephew this coming weekend, which is a long weekend. It's Martin Luther King weekend. So it's a long weekend. We're hoping to do that on Saturday. So hopefully all that will go well. And I will say that... Box that we sent to my dad and stepmom finally got there.
2: Both boxes ended up getting there finally, but the
1: second box took like an extra two weeks. I think it did. So and it they was were,
2: weird. They were sent on the exact same day. Yeah.
1: yeah, and we had read that Pennsylvania was pretty far behind, but that was really far behind. Yeah, but we're glad that at least it made it. Yeah. So we'll let you know how all that goes. We've talked about last time that these months have a number of smaller holidays in them that you can celebrate. Like I mentioned. Uh, as we're recording this next weekend Is Martin Luther King's Day Which is a federal holiday um, Inauguration Day is a couple days later from there And then the next big holiday Is Groundhog Day Okay, so you may say, that's not a big holiday <laughs> <laughs> so not even get off that
2: day
1: <laughs> But it's actually been around for a very, very long time And it's fun We've always made it a fun activity When our kids were little We always pointed we liked, it out yeah. And did different things And Beth's going to talk a little bit more about traditions and things like that but i wanted to talk about where did it come from because it actually came and started from a different holiday known as candlemas now do you know what candlemas is
0: you recognize the name yeah ditto yeah exactly (laughs) so
1: interestingly it's actually the last holiday associated with christmas we talked about epiphany being kind of that 12th day of christmas Mm -hmm. but candlemas is in the christian calendar that last holiday associated in the Christmas season and it takes place 40 days after Christmas yeah. so for those that celebrate it it's the Christian holiday commemorating the presentation of Jesus as an infant to the temple in the Gospel of Luke in Luke 2:22 through 40 it describes Mary and Joseph taking the infant Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem 40 days inclusive so that you know includes the day of after his birth to complete the Jewish rituals at the time, associated with Mary and her giving birth, and for Jesus, the ritual uh, associated with being born. So that happened 40 days after his birth. So kind of fun that, you know, you can extend Christmas all the way out to (laughs) February 2nd.
0: That's a long time. Which is where we
1: celebrate it. So Candlemas is also called the Feast of the Presentation. It's one of the oldest feasts of the Christian church, celebrated since the, even as early as the 3rd and 4th century in Jerusalem. There are sermons about this feast by bishops in the late 200s AD, early 300s, so a long time ago. As with many of these holidays, traditions took hold for each of them and then kind of changed over time. For Candlemas, you think about Candlemas was around since the 200s, obviously many, many years before electricity. It was the day to bless a family's remaining candles by the local priest or pastor. In the hopes that they would last through the remainder of the winter depending on how long the winter was because candles were you know obviously a very important part of living back then and to pass out more candles to the poor and then for many people to pray for an early spring (laughs) along the way so it became a christian celebration that marked the midway point between the winter solstice and the summer equinox so superstitions along this tradition and this holy day began to follow and it was believed that if the distribution and the celebration would occur on a clear and sunny day the rest of the winter could be expected to be unpleasant rough and longer in duration however if the weather was warmer and the skies cloudy it was believed that spring was just around the corner sound familiar sounds like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Right. Around that time of the event, young children would sing rhymes regarding the celebration. Candle must be fair and bright. Come winter, have another flight. If candle must brings cloud and rain, go winter and come not again. Or again. (laughs) (laughs) So the German tradition added its own little twist to this holiday revolving around the celebration, which was believed to have been passed down and associated through the Roman conquerors that lived in Germany for a long time. They would present a hedgehog, which were native in Germany, to help determine the weather conditions. If the day was clear and stormy, the hedgehog emerged from his shadow and predict a long winter or secondary winter. However, if the hedgehog emerged from the celebration on a cloudy day, he would not see his shadow. And the prediction would be that spring would come soon. So, I did
0: not realize that hedgehogs were native to Germany. I know.
1: You can go to the Black Forest and try to catch yourself a little hedgehog.
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> so... As we've talked about before, Germany is a big part of our traditions. A lot of traditions originated from Germany. Other places as well. But this is another example of a German kind of laden tradition that came into the New World through Pennsylvania, which had a large influx of German settlers in the late 19th century. They brought with them those traditions, but there was a problem.
2: No hedgehogs. (laughs) No hedgehogs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what was native to the area, an animal that hibernated, and could be picked up and used in this way, <laughs> like a bear, was uh, brown hogs. So that's what they started to use.
0: It sounds like the Irish coming from Ireland using big squash for... for and turnips For jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> yeah. To America to use pumpkins for jack o mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah, let's just change it around to what we have just around us.
2: a little us. bit right. different, but similar. Whatever's good.
1: So then you may wonder, how did it get so focused on Punxsutawney? Because for those of you that have heard of Groundhog Day, a lot of the celebrations, although not all, but a lot of them that the nation is aware of focus on Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, and the groundhog, the famous groundhog that lives there, Punxsutawney, Phil. So, in 1886, the local newspaper, the Punxsutawney Spirit, helped set the roots for the United States' observance of Groundhog Day. The observance was first announced in 1886 in the paper, and the following year, a celebration was in full swing at the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club, which began their official celebration at Gobbler's Knob, which is still held at today, where the first famous Punxsutawney Phil made his debut as the United States' premier rodent meteorologist. The original event and celebration started as a local gathering at area farms, but it's grown today to have thousands of people waiting to hear from Punxsutawney Phil and his weather prediction for the year. Let's talk a little bit about groundhogs. So groundhogs are much more plentiful than hedgehogs in the United States and in North America. They go into hibernation in the late fall, and during this time their body temperatures drop significantly. Their heart beats slow from 80 to 5 beats per minute. And they can lose 30% of their body fat. Hmm. Maybe I should hibernate. In (laughs) February, male groundhogs emerge from their burrows to look for a mate, not usually to predict the weather, before going underground again. They come out of hibernation for good in March. So, like I mentioned, Punxsutawney is the main one most people know about, but there are actually other weather-predicting rodents in North America. That's right. No, there's Birmingham Bill. There's Staten Island Chuck. In Ontario, they have... Wearton Willie, Alberta, Canada has Balzac Billy, and Nova Scotia is the one that has Shubanakabi. So, what happens on Groundhog Day itself? So, the day revolves around a ceremony that's held at basically dawn at on Gobbler's Knob, the same place that they had it in eighteen eighty-six.
2: When you're in, when you're looking at Punxsutawney Phil for Punxsutawney
1: <laughs> Phil specifically, he's looked over by the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club inner circle. Who plans the annual ceremony, and on that day Phil's helped to the top of the stump and tells the president of the inner circle, in a language known as Groundhogese, his verdict on what he's seen. The president of the inner circle, the only person allegedly able to understand groundhogese, then translates Phil's message. And the voice president reads the verdict out to the crowd. That's funny, the voice president <laughs> and thousands who watch that day. So if you want to visit Gobbler's Knob for Groundhog Day in Punxsutawney specifically, the grounds open at 3 a.m. No tickets are required.
0: Wait, this is before COVID, right? Yes, it is. This is
1: pre. Yeah, thank you for specifying. It's pre-COVID and and
0: post.
2: (laughs) Just not during. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. So if once the COVID stuff goes away and the activities are back in place, you want to visit Gobbler's Knob, it is suggested that you get there very early. Uh, I was reading some online blogs about people that have gone and some of them said well i thought i could get there around five they said by 5 a.m it had ten thousand people in it oh my gosh and it was already like a huge party they yeah. said that it's best to get there early and to dress warmly because obviously County, pennsylvania is going to be much colder and you're going to be out there for a Hours, while right yeah. sunrise is around 720 typically that time of year so it's going to you know be till then what they suggested was that you just embrace the crazy yeah. when you go there because yeah. it's just meant to be fun, yeah. right? And That's there's a, a lot idea. of crazy merchandise, shorts and things like that. Yeah. They said the best thing to do is to go up the day before and get your merchandise in town because oh, there's idea. more of a variety to pick from mm-hmm. in town. And you may not realize this. It's actually the kind of thing where you can make multiple days of it. There's the event itself, but they actually have a number of uh, kind of museums or things that you can go to about the history of Groundhog's Day. There's Groundhog Day as well. So you can go to the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club headquarters that has a lot of memorabilia from past Groundhog Days. Sometimes a member of that inner circle might actually be there where you can ask questions of them. There's the Punxsutawney Historical Society Museum and the Punxsutawney Weather Discovery Center. So, a lot of different things you can do along the way there. Uh, They also have the Groundhog Wine Trail Festival and the Groundhog Ball that you can go to. That's
2: funny.
1: Right. So, it's a very fun time. Now, you might wonder, with all this, how good is Punxsutawney Phil at predicting the weather? You guys have any guesses?
2: Uh, 30% of the time, accurate. Um... I'll say forty percent to be different.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's right in there. It's it's closer to thirty percent, but it's between thirty and forty percent. That's funny. So not very
0: accurate
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> along the way.
1: But so, super cute. But yeah. super fun. It's almost like you might be able to listen to his prediction and take the opposite <laughs> as the as the reality <laughs> if you wanted to. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But we've always enjoyed talking about Groundhog Day and. Our hopes, I think, pretty much over time have been that we'd have longer winters.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, So we're always... We like
2: winter. Right.
1: Um, Those people
2: want an early spring, but we like winter. I don't
1: think he normally predicts longer winters, but it doesn't matter because he's not very accurate anyways. (laughs) That's right. But I will say all the different rodents that predict weather that I mentioned, they usually have festivals associated with them. So once COVID's done and we can get back to having some fun festivals, I encourage you to think about... Ways to uh, make that of a more of an extended fun period of time for you. From celebrating your Candlemas over to the Groundhog Day time.
2: Good idea. I have some different ideas also along the whole Groundhog Day theme. Things that you can do. The first thing is I had was read up on Groundhog Day history. So thank you, Randy. You've actually helped us out with that one. Another one is... Most people are probably aware that there is a Groundhog Day movie that Bill Murray stars in. It's a 1993 movie, and it's, just, it's a funny movie about reliving the same day over and over again. So that's one of the fun things that you could do. You know, offhand, I don't know what that's rated.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not for all audiences.
2: Right, it's probably not for little ones. So Randy just looked up the rating.
1: And it is PG.
2: Right. So not for your littlest guys. But Rankin Bass has a movie, Jack
0: Frost, that has a groundhog in it. Pardon me, Pete. So (laughs) if you wanted to still touch on the subject with your kids, you can always look that up.
2: That's right.
1: He has a cute little outfit.
2: He does. (laughs) As all little groundhogs should. (laughs) Another idea, especially if you have kids, is to serve some dirt pie as groundhogs come up out of the ground. Oh,
0: that's cute.
2: It's really cute. And it's made with, listen to this, Oreos, powdered sugar, butter, cream cheese, vanilla pudding, milk, and Cool Whip. What? That all sounds incredible. (laughs) Mix it all together. (laughs) I saw some craft where they had like little groundhog faces cut out that kids could glue onto like a popsicle stick and stick in their dirt.
1: That's
2: funny. <laughs> it's adorable. Another one is to read a Groundhog Day book to your kids. Now, I don't have suggestions, so you yeah. would have to look that up. I'm sure we probably have some in the basement. but
1: Yes, we um, do. And I, a lot of those books talk about the transition of from winter to spring and weather and things like that and how animals hibernate. So there's actually a lot of different ways that your kids can learn from those books.
2: That's exactly right. The other thing then, in that vein, is to go on a nature walk. It's a great opportunity, just in general, to talk about the outdoors, to go for a walk. It's at a time when a lot of us are indoors a lot. So bundle up as a family, as a couple with kids, and just go take a hike. (laughs) Take a hike. <laughs> Take a hike. Yeah,
1: because sometimes you get warmer days. I mean, sometimes February can be pretty cold, but yeah. you can get some warmer days, too.
2: And it also, there was a suggestion to visit your local zoo mm-hmm. if it has groundhogs in it, just to kind of get a feel for what they look like and help the kids understand what they are. There can be local festivities happening in your city.
1: Depending if there are groundhog enthusiasts.
2: <laughs> That's right. In the area. That's right. And this cracked me up. Check out a Groundhog Lodge Festival. I'm like, is this Hallmark? Like, do we have Groundhog Lodges? And are there festivals? I don't know. It says that there are.
1: (laughs) Something to look for. Something to search in Google or Bing if you use Bing.
2: That's right. To decorate your house or room in a forest theme. Again, if you have kids of any age, this could be a lot of fun. You could have a Groundhog Day party with Groundhog Day Treats. This is fun. You could have a Groundhog Day look-alike party. Okay, I would not want to win that. (laughs) That would be interesting.
1: Unless you're trying to look like Pardon Me Pete with this little (laughs) flat hat and this uh, kind of yellowy checkered outfit.
2: That's right. There are Groundhog songs. So there are lots of things that you could be Googling and having fun with.
1: Now this year, Groundhog Day is on a Tuesday. It's a little harder to have a party on the day. But the weekend before, I was thinking you could if you're like a young adult. And you wanted to have a get-together with your COVID circle. Have like a little get-together for Groundhog Day specifically. Right. And yeah. watch the movie Groundhog Day potentially. That's uh, right. In your office environment, you can actually put up a little fun guessing kind of thing. You yeah. know, some people might bet, but we don't do that in in our organization. But um, where you could say, try to predict which, which, which way, way he's going to yeah, go, gonna go yeah. this year. Which can
2: just be a little fun activity. Yeah, exactly. Now, Randy mentioned Punxsutawney Phil. That was the other little festivity that I was going to talk about. And normally, it's quite the gathering in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. But this year, due to COVID, they are not going to have anyone come in person. Mm-hmm. So they are not it's all going virtual. To... So I went on to their website, and it said, "Join us for the world's most famous folklore celebration online." So. I'm going to read just a couple of the little paragraphs. They're short, but it helps you understand what they're doing. It says, Today we announced that Phil, along with the Inner Circle, which Randy talked about, will be making his live annual prognostication, which I love that word, mm-hmm. from Gobbler's Knob this coming Groundhog Day, February 2nd, 2021. But it has been determined that there will not be any in-person attendance or guests on the ground as the potential COVID risks to overcome are too great. We will continue to update the media and Phil's followers as to viewing the live ceremony and prognostication via broadcasting and on all outlets, including television, internet, and live streaming. We're developing numerous live internet website and virtual events and interactions that will take place of the traditional in-person events. Information regarding these virtual events will be listed on our website www.groundhog.org. We want to assure Phil's fans that even though 2021 celebration will look different, the inner circle is excited to develop numerous virtual events and new opportunities to celebrate Groundhog Day. The guests who come to Gobblers Knob and Punxsutawney each February from around the world are a key component to making Groundhog Day so special. We look forward to the day when we can welcome back all our guests and faithful followers, hopefully in February of 2022. Stay safe, Groundhoggers. <laughs> so super cute. They're putting a lot of time and energy into making sure that Punxsutawney Phil still can reach out to his fans and those around that love Groundhog's Day and Punxsutawney Phil specifically. And we always love them. We come from Pennsylvania. Randy and I were born and raised in Pennsylvania. So Punxsutawney Phil is a near and dear to our hearts. And the fact that worldwide people can say Punxsutawney is pretty fun, too. (laughs)
1: That's right. All
2: right. Here's your Groundhog Day quiz, you two. Oh, great. There was going to be three. Cole was going to be here, too, but he's not here today, so it's just the two of you. All right? Groundhogs have how many teeth? 16, 22, or 28? I don't remember learning this <laughs> in
1: the material. <laughs> uh, this yeah, is I'm...
2: random Groundhog Day <laughs> quiz. I'm going to say 16. I'll say 22. It is 22. Good job. When they... One
1: point, Randy.
2: <laughs> that's right. And we will not be counting up those points, but good job, Randy.
1: But I want my... The winner should get a Groundhog Day dirt cupcake.
2: Ooh, that's a good idea. That was just... I think it was like a dirt like pudding a dirt kind of yeah. thing. Oh, okay. but um. Or cupcakes, you know. <laughs> Love's all the cupcakes. I know. I love cupcakes. Okay. When they are alarmed or courting groundhogs, chatter, growl, or whistle?
1: Oh, I think I read this. I think it's whistle.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with whistle. It is whistle. They are sometimes called whistle pigs.
1: Yes, that's why I remember the S, yes. 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 It was in the back of my mind.
2: The back of your mind was correct? Yeah, good job. <laughs> back
1: of my mind. That's
2: right. Groundhogs are... Mostly herbivores, meaning they mostly eat vegetables. Mostly omnivores, meaning they mostly eat both vegetables and meat. Mostly carnivores, meaning they mostly eat meat. Omnivores.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go herbivores.
2: It is herbivores. Keep in mind, he did a lot of...
1: I don't think I read that one, Investigating. But I see them eating, like, in the grass all the time. Like cows. They're just, like, grazing all the time.
2: Yeah, and they will eat insects, but... Mostly, it's vegetables.
1: Yeah. I mean, I accidentally eat an insect if it flies in my That's mouth, disgusting. but I don't want to. <laughs> Gross.
2: The average groundhog weighs 8 to 11 pounds, 12 to 15 pounds, 16 to 19 pounds.
1: What was the middle one?
2: 12 to 15. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, me too. You are correct. Tawny Phil weighs no. <laughs> 15 pounds, 18 pounds, 20 pounds. 20
1: and we're only 22. He looks a little chubby.
2: He is 20. He exceeds the average high weight of a normal groundhog. The average lifespan of a groundhog is 6 to 8 years, 9 to 11 years, 12 to 15 years.
1: <laughs> they get hit by cars a lot. <laughs> um, we're talking about
2: average lifespan, so without getting there's a, a lot of groundhogs. <laughs> um, what was that? What were they again? 6 to
1: 8, 9 to 11, 12 to 15. 6 to 8. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. 6 to 8. because I'm just assuming they factor in the car thing.
2: <laughs> it is 6 to 8. You guys are good at this. Phil oh Phil is how old?
1: Oh, oh. Wait,
2: F- uh, 15 years? Yeah. 18 years? 134 years. 134 <laughs> years. That's what it is. <laughs> it's 134 <laughs> Yes. It is. Yep. It is 134 years. Yep. When they hibernate, groundhogs each have their own burrows, share a burrow with direct family members, share a burrow with a local band of groundhogs. And I don't like think they... like singing sing <laughs> bands. Oh, that would be
1: awesome.
2: No,
0: because then they would try to be sleeping and the band would be going. <laughs> but the they whistle The band is what they're called.
1: They could whistle together. They could.
0: Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm going to say single.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too, is single.
2: You're correct. Wow. You guys are on fire. Yeah. True or false? Their burrows have two doorways. True. Yeah, I'm gonna say true. True. True or false? Groundhogs and woodchucks are the same thing. True. No. False. False. It is true. What? Groundhogs, woodchucks, whistle pigs—all the same thing. But it's how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I don't think no, groundhogs wait.
1: eat wood a lot.
2: Wait a second. Groundhogs can swim, climb trees, run up to nine miles per hour. All of the above, none of the above.
1: I'm guessing all oh, of the above.
2: Awake. Yeah, all of the above. How can they climb trees?
1: Well, they have sharp little claws.
2: And swim and run up to nine months. Have you seen those little things waddle around? <laughs> it is all of the above.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked the running one, yeah. except you said all of the above. I'm like, it's got to be all of the above at that The fact point. that
2: they have that in yeah. there. Yeah. <sighs> You guys are too smart
0: for
1: me! <laughs> Maybe it's downhill.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's rolling. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, right. that's funny. Baby groundhogs are called pups, kits, cubs, none, all. Pups? Kits. All. Oh, okay. They're called pups, kits, or cubs. Well, pick a name. Know. I know.
1: Pick a name. <laughs> I know.
2: Maybe you need, yeah, just pick one. Specific. <laughs> yeah. All right, final question. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if
0: a woodchuck could chuck wood? He'd chuck as much wood as a woodchuck could if a woodchuck could
2: chuck wood. Sydney wins. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Final question. Got
2: all the, all the points. Very good. She, she
1: gets a dirt cupcake.
2: She gets the... That's right. Once I figure out how to make a dirt cupcake, a single one, because I don't want to need a bunch of them because they're going to be good. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. That was a fun quiz. Thank you. That was very interesting about
0: Groundhog's Day. Was it? Now we'll go to the next big holiday, which is <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah, quote unquote big Valentine's Day. Which actually is a bigger holiday. I'm gonna give a few Valentine's Day bucket list ideas for kids and for both kids and adults. So, first, I'll talk about the kids. You can hand out kindness hearts during the entire month of February. You can celebrate, well, that's not Valentine's, but okay, I'm just going to say, celebrate Groundhog Day by making an adorable groundhog puppet to play with. Well, that is a cute
2: idea. That's one of the kid activities that you could do. Yeah. Or now, adult.
1: Adults can have puppets. No, and you, these are their all kids work? right
2: now. Oh, okay. I'll spit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, send a hug o
0: to grandparents. Very fun. Yes. Bundle up and go on a heart-shaped nature scavenger hunt. Okay.
1: Oh, like so you're finding things that are heart-shaped.
0: Either that or you're going in a heart-shaped circle. Okay.
1: I like the idea because I have found over the years heart-shaped rocks and heart-shaped I have two. leaves.
2: Yep. Me yeah, too. Like in nature.
1: Heart-shaped groundhogs?
2: No. Oh, no. No, no. no. But the other two, I've done the same thing. I've uh-huh. gone upstairs.
0: Use the wilted roses that apparently you have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that you may have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to set up a flower petal sensory activity for the kids. This is kind of like in the month of February
2: versus like a right just. That's like if your husband gives you roses. Right. Or then a significant
1: other or friend yes. or whoever gives you roses. Whatever. Make yeah, a, whatever.
2: Another way is make
0: marshmallow crispy treats. You can do, there are tons of Valentine's Day crafts that you can do with kids. With the crispy treats, treats. you can make them
1: in the shape of a heart.
0: Right. And so you, you also can even dip little... them in white chocolate with pink food coloring. Cool. And you can even um, get sprinkles to sprinkle on top. Good idea. Here are some adult Valentine's Day bucket list ideas. You can look for hearts in nature. You can decorate heart-shaped cookies. Write a love note to a loved one. Sip pink champagne. Uh, this says treat yourself to flowers.
1: Can you write a love text to somebody you love? I'm
0: sure you can, but okay. it's not quite as romantic. Or
1: just send an it emoji? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> emoji. Just a heart. <laughs> Hold a fondue night. So yeah. a fondue little party. Wear pink and red on certain days in February. You can string paper hearts together. I mean, stores nowadays have so many adorable Valentine's Day decorations. Yeah. You can go out and them. They already have them done. Look at them. Right. You can bake a heart-shaped pizza. Read a romance novel. Listen to a Valentine playlist. Fill a jar with conversation hearts. Watch a love story. Make chocolate-covered strawberries. That sounds so good. It does. Create and send Valentine cards or go and get Valentine's cards and right. send those out.
2: When you guys were little, you used to make them.
0: Yeah. So it was send
2: them to like grandparents and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: I always have all memories of that. Um, go out for a Galentine's Day lunch. So yeah. with your gal pals. And tell someone you love them. So yeah. There's just some fun ideas. There are also the heart-shaped donuts that Dunkin' Donuts has. Yes, Yeah, right. I was actually just, yeah. I was thinking about those today. I'm like, oh, they sound so yeah i think actually you can order heart-shaped pizzas at certain pizza places like i think they will do that for you now and yeah um you can perform random acts of kindness and i get a lot of my ideas on pinterest so there are a ton of valentine's day Mm -hmm. ideas on
2: pinterest that you can look up and just have fun with it there's a lot of ways that you can make it just sweet and special Mm -hmm. i used to love Pulling out the lace and the cardstock and the markers. And we had like a whole bunch of it for Valentine's Day. You can get heart-shaped cookie cutters mm-hmm. and use them to paint. Yeah. Dip them in paint. There's lots of stuff you can do with kids. We used to love doing that. Didn't mm-hmm. we, Sydney? We did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we also, over the years, have done Valentine's Day gifts to yes. everybody in the family. The yes. kids got gifts and each other. Yeah, so, so
0: yeah, Valentine's Day has evolved into a family. Holiday as well which as is a good. lovers' holiday. Right, yeah. that's and,
1: true. Right, and it, it, you know you can do it with friends, as you mentioned, Valentine's Day. So there's a lot of ways to make it about love in general, mm-hmm. yeah, like and not just the romantic love between you and someone. So yeah, it's right. very true. It's a very busy mm-hmm. month. So I mentioned Candlemas and Groundhog Day is on the second of February, which is a Tuesday. The Super Bowl is on the seventh of february and that's usually a big day of you know activities along the way and then the 14th the week after which is also on a sunday is valentine's day so a lot of opportunities to be festive in february we can call it festive february Mm -hmm.
2: that's right that's
1: right let's do that okay (laughs) so our future festivities are for the week of january 25th january 25th is opposite day january 26th is national spouses day January 27th, National Chocolate Cake Day. Yum! January 28th, National Kazoo Day. January 29th, National Puzzle Day. January 30th, National Croissant Day. And January 31st is National Hot Chocolate Day. You can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at Holiday Underscore Moons. On Instagram, we're at Holiday Moons, all one word. And we have a Facebook group and a Facebook page that you can find by searching Holiday Moons in the search bar. And you can contact us at any time at holidaymoons at gmail.com. So for Randy,
2: Beth, and Sydney, have have a a fun festive festive February. February! But at least I'm sure